0: 1 Peter chapter 2 I'm not moving fast because there's no necessity to move fast There's no race to the finish And as, as we get fed from different verses I enjoy looking at them And we're looking at our responsibility tonight as pilgrims Last week we were looking at our responding praise We looked at praising God for the things that he has done for us because we're a royal priesthood and all the other things there. But we look now at verse 11 and 12 of chapter 2 of First Peter, and we see our responsibility as pilgrims. And verse 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. And so, that's the outline there <clears throat> our responsibilities as pilgrims, where to have an attitude of difference, an attitude of denial, an attitude of discernment, and an attitude of a dignified deportment or behaviour in our life and this is the things we'll be looking at tonight let's pray before we look at these things thank you heavenly father for those able and willing to come may we have sweet fellowship around your word and with one another in prayer lord we ask that your blessing and your spirit would teach us tonight from your precious word which is eternal and which all will be fulfilled lord thank you for what Peter has written to us tonight and as strangers and pilgrims in this world we are to behave so because if we keep our focus on this world only we certainly won't be the pilgrim that we should be blessed now as we study in Jesus name amen <coughs> so our responsibilities as pilgrims the word pilgrim there is used Which verse is it in in verse 11 that we read? An attitude of difference. And this is for the sake of an outline. I've used the word difference. We are to be different. (laughs) That's the attitude we are going to have as Christians. Now, when we first become a Christian, we probably didn't think that through at all. We didn't, Oh well, I've become a Christian. (laughs) But it doesn't take long to realise that now things are different. Now things are different. And even now, as you've been a longer a Christian, you'll probably see some a lot more differences than you did earlier. So to, an attitude of difference. Someone put it like this. We are separated by our new birth. We're born again in verse 2 and 3 of this chapter. We're separated by our new belief, verses 4 to 10, and now we are to be separated in our new behaviour. So birth, belief and behaviour. I thought that was well put in relation to these first 12 verses of chapter 2. Um, Now is the world, that is human life and society without God, Is it a friend of God? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims. No, it's not a friend of God. James 4 4 declares, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Pretty plain to see that. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God so see when we become pilgrims that's all different new birth new belief and new behaviour that should set in the world is the devil's lair for sinners and his lure for saints and that's not my original one either (laughs) but it's the lair of the devil he walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, he's there to spring on us. But it's also a lure for saints, this world. The allurements of the world. Do have you ever had to resist the world in its allurements? I think we all have. You know, it would like to lure us in. In many ways. How have you been well how have you seen <laughs> that you could be lured into the world? What What is it that the the world tries to lure us in by? Money. Okay, music. E- entertainment, music, music. Money. money. Oh, we got we got a, an outline coming. <laughs> money, <laughs> music, entertainment. maidens. Oh, I've got that somewhere in me, <laughs> in, in Proverbs. Um, <clears throat> anything else money say exercising our rights yes (laughs) me first they go me first (laughs) me first is everywhere you know (laughs) it just takes over selfishness our rights and that's really become a big thing in society so the lure is there even for christians to be lured into this uh, the lure of money today—it's not only with trying to get it. You know, the in Matthew chapter six talks about it, but it's also getting it wrongfully. It talks about that in Proverbs 2 Vain—I think it's vain the way people. Some people. What's a vain way to get money? Go Loto. Lotto. Mm-hmm. And that's gone gone onto your phone now. You know, they plug that. And then they have to give counsellors out to, to, to solve the problem in people's lives. Well, <clears throat> all these limits. So if the world is a, a lair for sinners, where they sneak around, and the lure for saints, where they hide out, the sinners do. <clears throat> the world, Egypt, was home of the world's culture. Babylon was home of the world cults. And that's identified in 17 and 18 of Revelation, and it finally is done with. And as the Assyrian, Assyria was <laughs> the home of the world's cruelty, Rome was home of the world's control, ruled with a what? Iron, iron fist. fist. Yep. What was that one? Iron fist. Iron fist yep. Ruled with an iron fist. And the Vatican, the Vatican City, but it's got its own little country thing, hasn't it? I'll put down, and maybe people can't see it, but the the um, home of the world's commerce. If you go to Revelation chapter, well, you could put control there too with Rome because it's the woman riding the beast. beast. So <clears throat> the world. We're born into the world. We're raised in the world. And we're we, we have little kids that... We train them when they scream, when they yell, when they cry, when they whatever, you know, Mel's coming, uh, Tim. <laughs> Whenever you come and pay attention to them, you know, what's the problem here? <clears throat> and then at about three or two or three, you have to teach them that they don't get you running to them at every little whim. You have to untrain them again <laughs> to, te- to teach them to be responsible and that things that go wrong. They're not always just me first, you know, and everyone else comes second. <clears throat> but Peter, well, what is the question? What does Peter say we are to be in this world? In verse 11, we've mentioned it already, strangers and pilgrims. Just like Abraham was a stranger and a pilgrim. In Genesis 23 and verse 4, <clears throat> we read, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of my of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And this is the death of Sarah, and Abraham's gone back there and he said, Can you know give me a, and, and, and I'll pay for it a place. I'm a stranger and a pilgrim. He had no certain dwelling place. He was he came out of of the Chaldean and is is all over huh, the place. The Lord built up his herds in that. In a, living like a, a nomad, but he was a stranger and a pilgrim. And his life is a picture of the Christian's life. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. It speaks again about he, about Abraham here. <clears throat> and it uses the same word, stranger, pilgrim. Hebrews 11, here of the faith. And here we have in verse 8 to 10 and then verse 13. By faith, and he is living as a pilgrim, How? by faith an example for us as Christians by faith Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing where he went by faith he sojourned in the land of promise in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles or tents with Isaac and Jacob they all did and heirs with him of the same promise, the promises of God, the covenants that he made with Abraham, he made with them too. He reiterated them. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He was a stranger and pilgrim heading toward a different city, <laughs> from a different place, in a different time. And verse 13, these all died by, in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. Isn't that like we... We see the promises, they're in the word of God, we see them afar off, they're coming, some of us are older, getting closer, but um, we're we're persuaded of them and embrace them. Embrace the promises of God. Embrace the future promises that God has given you of of our wonderful future. Joint heirs with Christ. And confessed in the last part of that verse that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. The pilgrim life of the Christian is important in this mad world. In this world that tries to draw our attention away from the Lord. And so we're had to have an attitude of difference. We're different. But we're not driving our stakes down deep here. Because they're not going to last here. Now Lot, on the other hand, well, he did the opposite to Abraham, didn't he? He tried to drive his stakes down in the world. In Second Peter chapter 2. And verse six and eight. There it talks in Sodom of oh, turning the cities of Sodom, Gomorrah into ashes. And where was all of huh, Lot's possessions? Right there. Right there in Sodom. Maybe I've got a few in my study there. <laughs> Some of the ashes <clears throat> that I brought home from Israel. That's the only thing I brought back. But um no, that wouldn't be Lot's. <laughs> God knows. (laughs) But anyway, the uh, turn to ash, isn't that the same as what will happen with all of our assets? Go to ashes. This is what the Bible says. And um, we read on, where were we? Verse 6. Command. Condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that should after. Live ungodly. They weren't living a different life, a separated life. Just like Lot. And delivered just Lot, he got saved by the skin of his teeth. He was out of there just with his life. Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. You see, that's his problem. He wasn't different. He he, did He didn't see that there was a need to be different for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing. Now, in that day, it was easier to separate himself or to separate oneself from the hearing and seeing of the things that were going on. There was no what? No television. No radio. No computer. No computer. You know? You know, we, we had someone write a thing about uh, the Trojan horse of the television. But they use what? The computer, left, right and centre. Ah, uh, you know, a bit of a double standard there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we move on. Seeing and hearing. You need to turn it off. Maybe the life of those people over in America, what do they call Amish? <laughs> but then they go the other way, don't they? Separation without the salvation that's needed in Christ to get them to heaven. And it's all of the flesh. Do I see and hearing. Vexed. That's what happens to us if we see and hear and uh, don't remain separated <clears throat> and different from the world. We vex our righteous souls from day to day with their unlawful now it might be lawful for the doing in the country but before God it's not lawful it's not lawful for Christians it's you know I know we're not under the law but it's just not right to do it okay Lot as a believer chose the world and all the things he had went up in smoke with the world that he then knew we are to be in the world but not of the world the scriptures tell us our looks will be different. Our language will be different. Our likings or loves will be different. You think of all these? First um, <clears throat> John 2:15 and 17, well-known verses that tells us that yes, these things will be different, our looks, our language, our likings. Our Lord will be different. We've got the Lord Jesus. The world has its lords uh, that drive them along in their quest for things. The longings will be different. Our learning will be different. Yeah, yeah, we might get to know the things of the world and we'll learn the creation of God, and it's not wrong to study science and that. But something that should always be a priority in the Christian's life in our learning should be what? The word, you know. Study to yep show yourself our labor will be different too you see it says in the proverbs that labor not to be rich our labor will be for heaven lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven matthew 6 where moth and things don't break through our life will be different there is a difference making a difference our living, our giving—where we place the emphasis. <clears throat> when we hear the word "pilgrim," what do you think? Now we've just covered a lot about it, but what do you think? <laughs> do, you, do you see any pilgrims around Australia? Like. like India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pilgrimage. Who makes pilgrim? Who makes pilgrimages then? The Muslims to Mecca. The Indians. India, they make pilgrimage. Keep going. Catholics to Rome. Kiss Peter's foot off. (laughs) Muslims to Mecca. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yep. So, but um, you see some poor people with their trolley or something, they're dragging it along. And you look, you get past them and they're unshaven. I think I had a shave. <laughs> but it's all scruffy looking. They've been out there and they're just no home. Homeless people. But um, not quite like a Christian, <laughs> should be, but we think of pilgrims. We think of them old fashioned. I remember <laughs> I remember a fella turned up at the farm and my dad was working away logging down in Hayfield for a week or two at a time and just to make, he come to the wrong door. We knew he didn't know because he'd come to the back door but it looks like a front door of the farm. And the sister's come, there's a fellow out there, you know, a hobo. <laughs> and so, I wonder what, what, what do you do, Dad's not here. <laughs> I, I don't know if Mum was in on it but said, well, you go out there and, and then yell back, yell back questions and, and we'll make a gruff voice like we're an old man in the, in the, in the, in the house. You know, isn't that right, Dad? And there's someone in there, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So this hobo didn't hang around. He was, uh, how he got to the farm, I mean, Emerald is where the house is, is right out in the paddock, you know, long driveway. But folks, we're pilgrims, we're wandering through, let's not drive down our states, we might have a tent. But we think of old fashioned, the uh, uh, pilgrim affections are elsewhere, we're just passing through. Uh, one who doesn't pitch his tent towards Sodom, that's for certain, as we've seen. One who doesn't love the world, this present world, like Demas did, Second Timothy 4.10. A man who is going home somewhere, <laughs> but he's not there yet. And uh, we could ask, like the children do, are we there yet? No, because you're still here. <laughs> we're not there yet. A traveller with no fixed address down here, as it were, because our eternal address is in heaven. I remember I remember down at Vanilla when they had a youth rally many years ago that had all these clues, you had to go all around vanilla walking with a group and and what do they call that when you do that? Sure you a car rally. It wasn't a car rally, it was a foot rally. <laughs> it was on foot. But you had to go to the street that is straight. And it had hints of what was at each end of it. It was on the near the near the lagoon that's in the middle there or the creek. <coughs> and and People are trying to find this street that's called straight. Well, if you're a Christian, you're on the straight street and you're going to be different and you're going to be a pilgrim and there's a destiny and it's home. But it's certainly windy on the way. An attitude of denial in verse 11 as well of 2 Peter 2. I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust. Abstain from fleshly lust. Abstain is to hold oneself from. To make a choice in 1st Peter chapter 4 just over the page in verse 2 and 4 we read that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God. Once you get saved from that time forward you're living your life for God. For the time past of our life back there before we become Christians may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles to do what they did, to go to the pub like they did, to do the sports all Saturday like they did, you know, and Sunday now, when we walked in lasciviousness. Hey, hey, John, 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 Junior. <laughs> Does it rugby pay off later on in life? <laughs> we were just talking before we started here. Oh, my neck I'm back and back and things, you know. Hitting in anyway, and things are different now, one's a Christian. I don't know if I can use John as an example this way. I don't think he'll mind again. <clears throat> when John first started coming here, <clears throat> he you know he was he was changing and changed. And then Alicia said. Oh, yeah, so I said it, he, he said it, I didn't. I want the old John back. <laughs> but now Alicia's gotten saved herself and she's a pilgrim. She doesn't want the old John back. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is saying here. <laughs> you know, we can go to, that, be, the old, to be the old John, uh, Gavin, you know, whoever. <laughs> but not, no longer. When we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings and abominable adulteries, so that explains what they used to do on saturday (laughs) they're sort of restricted now aren't they in which they think it's strange that you're not with them why because you're a pilgrim you deny the flesh you abstain from those things you used to get involved with and you the the lust abstain from these lust a craving a strong desire is the word lust and all the things of the flesh the list of them are given in galatians 5 verse 19 to 21 there's a list of the lust of the flesh there in, in Ephesians or Colossians, put them off and put on Christ. Put off the flesh, and the the flesh, fleshly here means carnal, sensual nature, the old nature. That war against the soul. <clears throat> that war against the soul. This is like an encamped army, sustained a military, sustaining a military campaign against our soul. When does the fight? finish when do we stop fighting as Christians yeah when you hit the six foot under you say oh no surely you know can old people still be tempted yeah Yeah. Are they got the same temptations as younger people some of them but there's usually different temptations when you get older so you're warring against it all the time it doesn't quit it doesn't cease And God wants us to be just faithful, faithful to him. Stick at it. The fleshly things are war against the soul. And so there's a war that's waging within us. Does other scriptures back this thought up? Well, yes. Uh, And and what does that say? Yep, I've got it down. That which I wouldn't do. I, there's a war going on, and Paul, Paul recognized that in his own Christian life. There's a battle going on, and do we sometimes fail in the battle in the war, as pilgrims? Yeah, we do. <clears throat> you know, there's all those other people that pulled up along Christian in Pilgrim's Progress, and um, some of them failed, some of them got st- stuck in the sloth of despond, some got on the wayward way, and some got in locked in the city. All the different stories that are. Involved in that. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, we read this <clears throat> Flee also youthful lust, follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Yep, flee. Start running from these things that will da- drag you down, drag your testimony down. Chapter 4 and verse 7. Paul said in 2 Timothy, I fought a good fight and I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. He's saying, Ah, oh, it's over. I'm glad I'm going. <laughs> you know, no more fights with the flesh, and with the world, and with the devil. Second Timothy two verses three and four. There thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. Now we we think of the soldier thing battling others, but a lot of times it's battling here inside of us as the re- the wrestle we have between the old and the new nature, the flesh, and um, <clears throat> we're all the same. <laughs> And no man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life is a pilgrim, that he may have pleased him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And verse Peter 5, 7 to 9. <clears throat> attitude of denial and an attitude of discernment in the last part there. Wars against your soul. <clears throat> Strongholds you need to knock down. Turn to 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10. and verse 3 to 5 though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh we don't use the flesh to fight the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations where's the war happening in our life? in the mind Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Undisciplined thinking. That this is, these are these imaginations that we're to bring into captivity. And when it starts going off that way, we need to what? No, can't go there. I'm a pilgrim, I'm the Lord's child I can't, I can't go there, can't do that I'll be offending the Lord, I'll be grieving the Holy Spirit I'll be quenching the Holy Spirit the instruction of the word is not to do it so let me please the Lord so it starts in the mind and it ends up out in the flesh if we don't discipline our minds having a, ready, having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled So there is a thought, an attitude of discernment. Discern what's right to think and wrong to think. Think on these things. Philippians chapter 4 or 2? 4. Verse 11 or so, is it? 8. So think on these things, whatever things, and it goes and gives you the list thing.